Hello and welcome to The Movie Brew, a podcast about British film and filmmakers. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Lester Gartland. Buongiorno. How's it going? Uh, yes, very well, very well. Uh, so today we are discussing the 2002 British film, Bandit Like Beckham. Let's roll it. That's it. No more soccer. But I'm really good. What did I do wrong in my past life? Jess had a talent that was something special. That was brilliant. Really good. Yeah, almost as good as a man. <laughs> and a family that was something else. Mrs. Bamra, you must be very proud of your daughter. Not at all. And you three shouldn't encourage her. Girls aren't supposed to play soccer. My mum's never wanted me to play. You just can't take no for an answer. Whoops. Oh, will you both pack it in? I'm not going to give it up. All I'm saying is there is a reason why Sporty Spice is the only one of them without a boyfriend. This spring... I don't want you running around half-naked in front of men. We've been invited to play in Germany this Saturday. It's going to be an American scout there. I can't. What are you going to have to give up next? It's about knowing what's right. She's got tremendous potential. I think we know better our daughter's potential. Following your heart. He likes you. I think so. Oh, you're quite pretty, you know. You do something with your hair and put a bit of makeup on. You look all right. And finding the strength. Why are they so frightened to let you play? This is taking me away from everything they know. Whose life you live in, Jess? To bend the rules. Fox Searchlight Pictures presents the international smash hit everyone's cheering for. Bend it like Beckham. This is where you spoil her. No, this is how it started with your niece running off to become a model wearing small, small skirts. Mom, she's a fashion designer. She's divorced. That's what she is. That was Bend it like Beckham. Wow. What a trailer. I know, right? So good. Those early 2000s trailers. Get them for you. I like the bit when they, with the guy. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. That was a great bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) So, Bend it like Beckham uh, is has written and directed by Garinda Chada. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. I believe you, you are. You'll be getting a lot of that this podcast, I think. Awesome. Uh, white people pronunciations. Can't wait. <laughs> um, so the synopsis is, Jess Bamra, the daughter of a strict Indian couple in London, is not permitted to play organized soccer, which we call football, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though she is 18, When Jess is playing for fun one day, her impressive skills are seen by Jules Paxton, who then convinces Jess to to play for her semi-pro team. Jess uses elaborate excuses to hide her matches from her family while also dealing with her romantic feelings for her coach, Joe. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. I am just going to start with just talking about my little personal experience with this movie. Yes. I, uh have a big fondness for this film. I grew up with it, me and my sister watching it at home. She's big into inspirational sports. I was indoctrinated <laughs> and just like, I, I'm just going to put this out there as a, uh, multicultural Brown man mm-hmm. representation in the early two thousands. Wasn't a big thing. Um, no. we didn't really have many movies that we could like check out and see it was this or it was East is East or like, West is West. 
those like random. Is there a West is West? There's a West is West. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's a West is West. My okay. mom's got it on DVD. Um, is that a but, sequel? Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes <laughs> but sense. it was like, it's like those, those two things are like the only kind of British Asian, like, uh, films that were kind of big and around that time. And I sure. remember when this came out, my sister was like obsessed with this film. Yeah. Real liked it. First time we saw, uh, Kira Knightley on screen. Yeah. Her breakout role. Yeah. Apparently. Cause she was a model before, right? Um, I'm not sure about model. I know she did like, she did a couple of like TV bits and little parts in films before this, but this was like her first big, big role. Yeah. Um, She's improved a lot since now. In some areas. (laughs) That sounded really creepy the way I said that. (laughs) That sounded really creepy. I in acting techniques. I knew what you meant, but I just clarified to our listeners. Um, but yeah, it's no, like representation was a big thing there. And it was really mm-hmm. cool to see a person struggling with their passions and what they wanted to do and what was right for their culture and their family and just kind of cl- those clashes of worlds. Yeah. And that whole thing was really cool to see. So I'm, in, I'm excited to talk more about that and just dive into the movie a little bit more yeah, when we sure. do. It. Um, Yeah. Anything you want to say before we jump into the synopsis and the spoilers? Not spoilers, um, the reviews. That's what I meant. Uh, not particularly. No, have you got some good ones for some, me? Some reviews. Well, I've got a. I've got. I've done. I've done. Picked a mixed bag. Yeah. So we've got some some ones that I think are fairly level, and some that I think are just batshit insane. Awesome. Um. So have you got some borderline races? No, I managed to swerve those. Okay, good. For the most part, I think. Nice. Uh, that it, ain't what this podcast is about. It was really difficult. <laughs> when, when you search uh, for all the one-star reviews on IMDb and the film is predominantly an Asian cast, yeah. you find some real shits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Especially when it's got Beckham in the title. People didn't oh, know yeah, what they were no, expecting. That's a good point. I didn't even really uh, think about that. Yeah. Okay. First one then. Let's let's do it. This first one's from Hen Hent. Cool. Uh, the title is Cheesy Drama. It says, This film tries so hard to please that it's that its problem it oh my god that sentence okay i'm just gonna do it word for word yeah that's its problem it really never shows anything beyond the cliche Uh, what uh it's a film that really tries to have a heart but is too sugary and tries to please everyone the gay issue is dealt with poorly it's a false victory in the end that really isn't likable i I don't know what they mean by that but i just wanted to talk about it The gay issue is dealt with poorly. I think I know what they mean by that at the end. Yeah. The fact that they just kind of gloss over the friends deal. Yeah, he doesn't really get a tie up, does he? No. He just kind of like, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, needless to say, I think she gave it one star. Two stars. Two big old three stars, actually. Out of ten. Uh, out of ten, I think yeah. she gave it a big old four stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep changing it until I look at your expression and you give me any notices of me being right or not. Okay. She gave it three. I think she gave it three. She gave it four stars. Damn it. Oh, I was so three. right. <laughs> so I'm just four <laughs> five tries. All right, keep going. Okay, next one. Uh, what should we do with... Okay, this one uh, is from SC79154. So I think that's a battle droid. 
if I'm correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 One, not Wars. one of the one, one from one of the prequels. Yeah. 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 Not the original trilogy. Um, overrated but good story. Cool. So finally watched it, and honestly, don't see the fuss. Found the acting cringeworthy most of the time. <laughs> Dry comedy for me. The only plus side was the story, which brilliantly displayed the hardship of not only female footballers but Indian families also. Would watch it again just for the feel-good factor of the story. Would be good to do a reboot with actual footballers in it, as the games were appalling to watch. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah, I uh, think he gave it two. Okay. On a big old two out of ten. You gave it two out of ten. Yeah, because I think he still liked it. He still liked some bits of it, but the the football being difficult to watch. And the acting must have brought it down for him. So I'm going to say two. Okay. Well, Battle Droid SC79154 gave it five out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, that's half marks. just half marks. Fair half play. Marks. So I brought this one up because uh, mainly uh, it says found the acting cringeworthy most of the time, yeah. which I really agree with. <laughs> yeah. Like I get it's a first film for a lot of people in, yeah. in this, this, uh, this crew, but yeah. Wow. Wow, some of the dialogue is pretty uh, stunted. Oh, it's 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 up there. Um, and yeah, that was mainly it to be honest. But I thought that was a fairly well-rounded review, and five five out of ten. So that kind of made sense to there me. There you go. Okay, next one, Howard seventy eight. Uh, a huge disappointment. <laughs> I s- oh, weren't you going to get me to guess the title of this one? No, no, no. Is that, oh, is that That's the, next? the next one? All right, That's the enough. last one. Uh, this one is a huge disappointment. I so looked forward to seeing this film. Everyone I know loved it. It was billed as a teenage coming of age film, liberating, inspiration, in, uh, in, inspiring, uplifting, etc. I was extremely let down. The performances are mediocre at best. Lies and deception win out over traditional family and cultural values. <laughs> the central character herself, Jess, is not even likable. I'm going to end it there. Oh, so it just goes on and on and on and on. And on. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think about that? How do you, I, what do you think about that one? Uh, okay, I, I, like controversial opinion here, mm. but I think as a um, person who is interested in movies yeah. and per- person who's interested in writing and uh, likes hearing about how people write about scripts, I'll argue you don't need to have a likable character as your main character. I would disagree no. with this point uh, that Jess is not likable. I think she is. But I... I would disagree that you even need to have a likable character because you yeah. have films like Nightcrawler and stuff like that that are not based about likable characters, it's about interesting Psycho. characters. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not whether they're likable or not, it's whether they're interesting or not. Mm-hmm. And that's what is the main thing that keeps you watching. So that's besides the point. To do with his review, I think he gave it four stars. Three stars. Ooh, oh, close. So close, so close. So what, do, I, I like this, uh, what do you think about this bit where he says, lies and deception win out over traditional family and cultural Absolutely values. Absolutely love that bit that he said that. That's really funny because I just think it's it's a lack of understanding, I think. Possibly, of yeah. The, but at the same time, I can see why he would think that as well. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, because there's not like a big scene It's a couple of forgiveness stuff it's yeah. just like it's it's like idiosyncratic family stuff okay right. rather than hollywood stuff yes like it's idiosyncratic family stuff and it's difficult to explain this because howard 78 
Doesn't sound to me. I love that you remembered his name. Yeah, that too. Uh, Howard 78 does not sound to me like someone who understands uh, Indian and Asian family dynamics okay. in that time. Because, grow like, from personal experience, yeah. I can tell you that being in a family, a lot of pressure is on put on kids and stuff, like, from a young age. Like, you got to be this. you got to do that. you got to, like... And there is a there is a strict sort of thing of like putting onto the parents, and that's a culture that doesn't translate over to Western stuff as much. People are a lot more just like follow your passion, do what you want. Yeah, and that's not as that's not as followed there. So that sounds like a possible kind of not understanding of the culture. Like, why would you lie so much? Why would you do this thing? It's just like it's a misunderstanding. It's part of the culture. You okay. Know? Type thing. That's what. That's what my argument is. Okay. Yeah. That's like you gotta. You know, there's a there's an element of it of like lack of understanding of Western culture in that. Sure. Which isn't. Which changed more now, but at that yeah. time. That's what I reckon. All right. Very good. Okay. You ready for your last one? Yeah. Go on. Give it to me. So uh, I mean, it's going to be easy easy enough to guess what the star rating is. One star. It sure is. Yeah. Uh, what I want you to guess is the title after I read the okay. the review for you. All right. Uh, so this is from IMDB8212. Oh, so another droid. Amazing. Uh, it says... Classic review, 8212. <laughs> yes, yeah, the best. Uh, this movie was rotten. The acting was awful and the plot was mired in star-crossed love triangles. There's even a homosexual section so everyone's properly offended. The only thing they didn't do here is kill a whale and run over a nativity scene with a satanic dump truck. <laughs> You'd be better off watching a movie like the one with Will Ferrell coaching a soccer team. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, God. What what film is he talking about with Will Ferrell coaching a soccer team? Is it like old school? Yeah, it's a cla- No, no, it's... Not, it's it's uh, I can't remember the name of it. No, now, it's, he's, it's- talking about, he's talking about semi-pro. No, that's the basketball one. Yeah, that's what I no, mean. No, no, no. There's one where he's genuinely just a coach of like a kid's soccer team. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's like more of a kid's film. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, The title. I... Uh, okay, right. right. Before you guess... Give me, give me some clues, yeah. I want you to think about if you were like a 14-year-old in school and you thought something was bad. Yeah. This is what you would say. Like, is it like an expletive? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, because I was going to say, before you said that, I was going to say atrocious. But that's not something as a 14-year-old I would say in school. Could you imagine? (laughs) That is atrocious. (laughs) Uh, How did you do on your GCSEs, Jimmy? Atrocious. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shit film, I don't know, like shitty, like is shit in, in, in the title anywhere? No. No? No. No, all right, give it. Really I, I'm not gonna get it. What? What is it? <laughs> What's the title? A gay movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe because he talks about the homosexuality being <laughs> being abused in the film, and okay. then he goes and uses that as an expli- expletive. So this is what I was really confused about in this review, right? Is because most of the time, people that have a problem with, um, I suppose they'd call it like over inclusion of things in films where like you know like and like a, you know how you see like a clip art 
yeah. of like just a meeting and everyone's a different gender and race like there's yeah. just one of everyone like half of noah's ark but the people. um <laughs> the, the classic uh emoji thing where you get one that's like a yellow and then every different color yeah so, yeah, then, yeah, so yeah. then like all the fist bumps are like all different colors and yeah everyone's just yeah so so some people have a problem with like films doing the same thing so I was expecting him to go along with like, there's even a homosexual section, so everyone's included, or do you know what I mean? So like they're <laughs> so kissing everyone's, everyone's offended. But he said so everyone's offended, and yeah. I was like, that's such a weird twist. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, what is this? It's just a weird, so, weird way of going about it. Yeah, I would, that just really threw me off. There's, e- I still don't even quite get it now. There's even a homosexual section, so everyone's properly offended. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Oh, God. IMDB eight two one two. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Uh, just, just trolling, trolling the world. But yeah, to be fair, I do get that some of the, some of this film, like it did not age well, as well as I thought it would. Well, I've never seen it before, so it's my first viewing. This is your first viewing. Mm. Jumping into it, obviously, I'm gonna be a bit biased because I've got some nostalgia attached to this. Film. Yeah, um, but I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Going into it, I've not seen it since like. 15 years ago or something ridiculous yeah um so not not for not for a long time but i thought this was going to be a flubber situation where i thought like it's <laughs> oh it's, i remember it being such a good film and i watch it again like older and just like flubber's just terrible yeah, like flubber is not good it's <laughs> not a good movie yeah. i don't care what you remember of it it's not a good movie so i thought it was going to be that syndrome but this is actually it's got some good stuff in it and i'm gonna get into it in techie stuff yeah of what i think um the the where the where I think the problems lie and where I think the um film shines because I think it's a really mm-hmm. good thing because it's something that we'll jump into on our next episode as well when we do Blinded by the Light. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see how uh, how Gurinder Chad has kind of evolved. Yeah, her filmmaking, I suppose. Exactly. Um, so bef- just before we get into that, I've got some fun little factoids. Yeah, I can just do a little quick shoot of go go for it. Um, so, uh. Searchlight, the uh, move, the movie company, were concerned America didn't know who David Beckham was at this time, <laughs> and wanted to call the film "Move It Like Mia," which I just don't understand. Mia, the rapper. I I don't know. I don't know. Who? I don't know who Mia is. Who's Mia? Move it like Mia rather than bend it like Beckham. Who's Mia? I don't know. I think I think they mean the two thousands. Artists like well, like rap- MIA, yeah, but she's called MIA, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's <laughs> what they like meant. MIA, that's the only person I can think in the early 2000s that had like big hits that was, uh, yeah. Asian American, like Asian British. That's true, that would rival, but she's not as famous as David Beckham. But that's the, yeah, only, that's, thing, that's the only thing I can think of, yeah. That'd be a weird, that'd be a weird one. All I want move to like MIA, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. Move it like Mia. I have no idea who Mia is. No. Neither do you. Okay. I was hoping one of us would know. No. 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 Got no. Got got nothing. Uh. Charter's initial inspiration for the film was actually footballer Ian Wright, who is a uh English football player, and he's also a black person who wore a Union Jack at the '96 Euro Championship, and she saw that and was like, "Huh, that's cool," and that kind of spurred her to make the film. He's um. He's always on match of the day. Yeah, he's a legend. He's, he's really funny. Yeah, he's a really cool dude. <laughs> he's the funniest one out of the like 
He's he's the yeah. one out of like apart from like Gary Lineker aside and but, Kamara. Come on, uh, yeah, Chris Kamara is in it. A yeah. league of his own. He's True. in a league of his own. But I just think that Ian Wright's like the one out of all of them. Just seems like he's the most banter. Yeah, like the other, you'd want a pint with Ian. Right? You you want a pint For with sure. Ian? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, both Perinda Nagra and Kira Knightley did all their own football in the movie, and uh, they did Fair like play. three months worth of training. And apparently the uh, coach said that Kira Knightley could easily go professional. She wow. was really super good at it. Apparently. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty great. Which was fairly unexpected. Yeah. Uh, well, for me anyway, because you look at Kira Knightley, you just think like, you know, she's just kind of like very, not like girly, but not like you wouldn't expect her to be like proper good at football. You know what I mean? I guess you, if you're looking through a later than 20, we well, just look back at all her 22. like movie uh all the characters that she plays in movies like we were saying about pirates of the caribbean earlier as well and she's very sort of like damsel in distress kind of thing look this is what i was saying to you earlier i think she does frustrated distress very well <laughs> yeah when she's like like even there's 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 tidbits of it in this movie yeah though they're far few and far between but it, in her early career like kira knightley it's like it's don't think she's amazing it's not very good but i'll say it for in her in her (laughs) own career but she does frustrated distress like big flippant just flipping out at situations very well and just like very good angry eyebrows like Mm -hmm. that's the thing i notice it's like what like she'll she'll do good stare downs at people like there's a lot of that in pirates of the caribbean there's a bit of that in this movie (laughs) like but yeah but we'll get into it we'll get into it it's a bit toothy but we'll get into it so the um there's a a little story that um the character Jess says about she's got like a burn scar on her leg. Yep. And uh she says she got it. It's it's a point that she doesn't want to wear the football uniform cuz yep. shorts and exposing her scar and she's like uncomfortable about it. And it's a it's a story about when she was like 8 I think she said she went to make baked beans on toast and just ended up burning herself and it was really bad. Uh that story is 100% true. No that's, way. That's exactly what happened to the actress uh, Parminda Nagra. Really? And they just took that and went with it. And when, when she was auditioning for the role, she was sure she wouldn't get it because she'd have to wear shorts. And wow. And it exposed her scar. Yeah. That's really that's really quite cool that it they incorpor- cool, incorporated that into the movie. Yeah. That's and it's really quite a good scene as well. Yeah. It's like one of the... It's quite a More funny More character scene. development moments. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So, couple, couple, two more, okay. which are pretty cool, I think. So, Charda was the first British Asian woman to direct a feature-length film. Yep. Really cool. That's what I was going to say. And also, uh, Bend It Like Beckham She's is... She's still one of the few British Asian women that are directing, directing in, films in the Western kind of, like, yeah. market. Yeah. Yeah, so, actually, I can't actually think of not a- many. another. Yeah. Not many. Well. Um, and Bend It Like Beckham was the first Western film to be publicly screened in North Korea. What? Wait, <laughs> yeah. what? The first Western film to be publicly screened in They've North Korea. They've never seen a Western film before that. Before, Yeah, before Bend It Like Beckham. Oh my God. Yeah. What must their standards for movies be oh, like? Oh, they missed out on Blade Runner. How much of it, <laughs> how much of it do you reckon they cut out though? I don't know. Because there's got to be some stuff they didn't get past the censors. Well, because I feel like maybe it got screened because they didn't have to cut out that much. Compared to compared to I don't know other stuff because it's not um, I don't know actually I don't think there's a lot that they'd have to cut out for for North Korea audience no 
No, can can you think of something? Just I I don't know what their I don't know what their policies are like on like just censorship and like skin showing and nudity. I know that in Middle Eastern markets they'll often recut films to cut out like I don't think they're prudish in terms of like those skin scenes. and stuff. Yeah. I think it's more like if it's really insulting to North Korea as a nation. Fair enough. Kind of thing. It's more of a political thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stuff. more politics. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird, right? That's really weird. Such a weird one. Uh, I guess that everyone Western just loves film. David Beckham so much they just don't want to miss out on yeah, maybe. a film that's got his title in it. Yeah. Apparently that was actually him as well. Cameo. Yeah, that's such a weird cameo because yeah. it, it's, it's made not to even look like him. it's not him. Yeah. It's great. Okay. It's great, it's great, it's great. You want to get some techie stuff? Yeah, just a couple of things. I want to jump in with... Okay, so I'm going to get into... I'm going to start with camera type stuff uh-huh. and then I'll go zoom out a little bit into like editing stuff mm-hmm. and then I'll zoom out even further to like writing stuff I want to talk about. Okay. So there's a little bit, there's a little bit of everything. I'm kind of going in like reverse order-ish mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, but first thing I want to mention is there are one of my favorite things, lots of crash zooms in this movie. There is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> for especially for like a, for a 2000s project, there yeah. is, there is quite a few crash zooms, a couple of weird Dutch angles. I just appreci- appreciated them. <laughs> I was just like, especially there's the one right at the start where she's daydreaming about scoring a winning goal, again, like with David Beckham. Yeah. And like he passes the thing and she's like, she like shoots, she shoots a goal and everyone's like, ah, oh, and it's really bad superimposed, like mm. her face onto someone else in like real game footage. And then they're doing the match of the day interviews with Gary Lineker and Chris um, and her mum's on there as well. Oh God. Yeah. yeah and yeah. her mum's so just good. turning around. I was like, what are you doing? Stop encouraging yeah, her. Da, yeah. da, da, da. I'm not proud of her. And there's just this <laughs> massive crash zoom as she turns to the camera and says, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You should be cooking or something. <laughs> and it's just, oh, it's so funny. It's really, really funny. It just made me laugh out loud. Just, appreciate that very much that's a good bit the, um, the other bit uh that made me really laugh about that bit was gary lineker's super fake laugh oh yeah the <laughs> bit, what was it what was it that he said i can't remember someone just said something uh the, the scottish guy i can't remember his name now said something oh, like he's oh, like I, I wish she was playing for yeah, scotland yeah, yeah. so and much so goes, i wish i wish like i can't wait for her to be playing for scotland or yeah. wish she was playing for scotland and gary lineker's just like ha yeah he's just ha 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 <laughs> like and then there's just so a bit forced. of silence <laughs> so forced yeah it's like, was, I like that yeah it was just like <laughs> ugh uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is they uh, shoot the uh, football matches quite different to the way they shoot everything else they try okay. and make it look super actiony and action packed yeah, yeah so they shoot the film at a higher frame rate mm-hmm. so they've uh, sped up like it looks sped up but they, or it's, no, it's not a higher frame rate. It might be a higher frame rate, but it's a high shutter speed. Yeah. So they uh, boost up the shutter speed so you can kind of like the shutter speeds. What controls the motion blur of any um, any image, and you usually have it at double whatever the frame rate is mm-hmm. to kind of get that natural looking motion blur. So you can shake your hand and it, you can see the 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 blur in the between. It keeps motion fluid and stuff. And if you b- bump up the shutter speed, then you get like the savored pri- private Ryan shaky image mm. type thing where you can see every frame. It's kind of like in this film, they've done it like action sports TV coverage 
where you can pause it at any point and it's crisp. They're yeah. frozen in motion yeah. type thing. Uh, here they've shot it at a higher frame rate and a higher shot speed to kind of give it like a fast paced action feel. So I cool. appreciated that. That's interesting. That. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, that's it for kind of how they shot things. But I wanted to talk about some of the film's flaws, particularly in editing. Yeah. Now, a lot of people have mentioned in like going back into this that the performances were an issue. I'd actually argue against that. Yeah. Maybe not in Kira Knightley's case. <laughs> but <laughs> but on the whole That was some serious shade. <laughs> that was some serious shade. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think you're great. But um the but yeah, but but on a whole, like it's great. But the problem is the fundamental problem of um, actors in general is that you're you're putting on a performance for someone else to construct in the editing room, and you have no control over how that's going to look when it's when it's created. Sure. And the basic some of the things that were done here, like the action scenes and stuff when they're shooting the like football and stuff, that was already cool. Some of it, like it, it worked. Yeah. But some of the job. key things to do with editing um, scenes wasn't implemented. And it's mm-hmm. why you say some of the dialogue feels stilted. Yeah. So in editing, one of the basic things they teach you is that you can have an L cut or a J cut An L cut. Basically what it means is like when you're uh, trailing off at the end of a sentence, you keep that person talking and you're still hearing it or you're hearing um, another uh, person speak before you cut to them. Yeah. So you never just cut the audio and the visuals at the same time. Yeah. You get a nice overlap. Yeah. So you either look back at someone's reaction Mm -hmm. and then hear them speaking or you hear them say something and then cut to them. them. Um, with this film, there are a lot, a lot of J cuts, a lot of just cutting to someone and waiting for them to speak. Yeah. So it's really, really off putting. So it feels, it feels, there's so many gaps and there's so many pauses that it, and there's so many times where you're at someone's face for a, for a moment waiting for them to speak that it just feels stilted. And that's why it hasn't aged as well. I don't think. And I think if that was something, I think that's something that we'll probably like not even notice going into blinded by the light. Like, Oh, I'm sure. It's just like yeah. a, just like an, it's an, it's a first film thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amateur film thing. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I understand that. But going back even more to that, I think I want to talk about like the writing process, the thing, the positives I wanted to put in. Now it's interesting that you said that that was a real story to do with the baked bean stuff, because I think technically one of the best things I can talk about, I talked about representation earlier, but the character work in here is really good. Mm-hmm. I think that Jess is just such a well-rounded kind of female lead character yep. to have two female leads in a film in the early two thousands about them wanting to play sport. That wouldn't happen a lot back then anyway. Yeah. And to center that film around them and like it being more about the passion for the sport and what she wants to do. I think that's a really cool thing. And yeah, like I said, I think she's just a really well-rounded character and her motivations are really cool that she wants to like, they're really clear is what I wanted to say. Yeah. Her self-consciousness and that, and that playing into the kind of dynamic there. I just think it's just really nice and real feel good. And I commend it. Yeah. I I like that Jess is a very kind of straight talking person as well. Like 
there's no kind of uh, mixing her words or anything. It's just like, this is what I want to do. And then, you know, but also she doesn't want to let down her family. And that's her kind of, that's her battle through this whole film. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's really good. That's yeah. It's a great bit of character writing, like you said. Yeah. So um, that's, that's, that's as much as I've got for the techie stuff. Mm. Um, Oh, and I just wrote that. I love that she talks about her poster of Beckham. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. That's just not a techie thing. I just jotted that down. I, I like the fact it kind of, uh, it's like that's her version of religion. Yeah. Where like her family is very religious and they're, they're praying a lot and stuff. They like, they pray for her like, uh, like exam results. Yeah. Like her mom's praying for these, these, she's got like the envelope in her hand. She's just like praying like crazy that they're good. And, uh, yeah. Then you get these shots of Jess just in her bedroom, looking up at a poster of David Beckham, like talking yeah. to him, like, yeah. like kind of a prayer thing. I just, yeah, I just really liked that. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> um, yeah. So scenes, let's do it. Jump in. You go fast. So, oh, well, I just, I just blew my prayer one. Just did that one. So after that, well, I've got my, most of mine come right at the end, unless you've got some leading up towards that. Cause most of my stuff, I'd rather talk about characters. I think more cool within scenes. If you've got some before the sort of last, mm, last act, I, the only thing I can think of, I really enjoyed, um, I all oh, the other thing I really enjoy. I wanted to uh, point out, and I wanted to say. I guess the one scene I wanted to point out. I really like the bits when she's just like playing with the guys at the park. Yeah, um, and she's like getting watched by Karen Knightley's character, uh, Jules, who mm-hmm. um, wants to kind of pick her out for the team, and she's just kind of like showing up the lads. That was yeah. really good. And they're just like they don't. No one cares. Like everyone's like fine with her playing and stuff and that was really funny we talked about a scene where they're just like just Kira Knightley's character walks over and then they just start like they're talking about playing on the girls team and the guys are just randomly taking the piss out of it <laughs> yeah for like like just demeaning this, these women just even though she's just showed them up showed them up on the on the football field and like still still like hit their asses and they just start demeaning these women then everyone goes silent for a second they all turn to each other and they go should we go back to playing football? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like walk, <laughs> walk off. off. It's really funny. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is the music in this film. The soundtrack is, the soundtrack is so great. It's so good. Uh, the music supervisor, Liz Cal- Gallagher, 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 Gallagher. She's got four surnames. Yep. Yeah. Gallagher. Uh, she's great. Did an amazing job. Yeah, there's a lot of big songs in this. Oh, film. it's great. We got uh, some "Do Your Thing" by Basement Jacks. We got some. We got some great ones. Two Mel C songs. Yeah, two Mel C songs. Genuinely thought she was going to turn up at some point in the film. No, no idea what they're <laughs> called. Um, what's the the old song that we both like that was on there? The, the old song, the one what, that they, Curtis, Curtis Mayfield. That's move the one. On up. Yeah, we move on up. They play yeah. "Move On Up" twice. Yeah, um, deserves two plays. Two plays, yeah. Like just some, just some great tunes. Yeah, and, it's and, crazy that they got the the rights to have all of them in the yeah. film. To be like, when you think about it, it's someone's first film. Yeah, it's like, wow, how did they get all these? Songs? I'm pretty <laughs> sure the only thing that was missing was like the war. What is it good for? <laughs> song from yeah. like Rush Hour, Edwin Star, and then it'd be uh, yeah. That's a great song, <laughs> no, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's the only thing I also wanted to shout out before we got jumped into it. But yeah, that's yeah, my soundtrack's great. That's my big scene. Um, 
Yeah, other than that, I'm sure I'm sure it'll come to me. But I'll yeah. jump into the last ones. Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, because for me, the most of the this film is about character development rather than big scenes going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so there's only a couple. I mean, there's. Um, I mean, there's the scenes where the wedding scene is just great. Yeah. Just, just a lot of shots of people having a great party. And I just like seeing that. Oh, it's, it's nice. really fun. They're so smiley. Yeah. And like the Bangra drummers and like the singers are just so happy. Yeah. They've like not been on a film set before and are just super smiley. <laughs> and you just have like the classic like grandma at wedding, having a great time oh, kind yeah. of thing. I just like all that. And um, the, the other like big scene for me was the dad's monologue near the end. Right. Which is super like the best the best bit of acting in the film for me. Oh, I'm, he's a great actor. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about him in a bit. He's, he's, he's big, big boss man, big boss man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are really the, the two major scenes for me. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that really kind of sums it up. Jump, jumping into like my scenes. I think I want to point out, um, the pinnacle climactic penalty shot, not penalty free kick. Yeah. Shot that she takes where, uh, she imagines the defenders uh, all as uh, the old ladies from the wedding. Yeah. And she's like trying to block it out of her head. <laughs> like some might say that that, like, that like the music choice is like a big cheesy or whatever. I thought with the image of what like was, the what old was the music ladies, on that bit? Do you remember? It was the classical like. Oh, uh, yeah. Piece. Yeah. I did think that was a bit cliche. Yeah. Actually. But yeah. then, uh, but then when it changed to the old ladies. I just thought it played so well for comedy. Yeah. Like yeah. it was really good. Um, I think it could have maybe cut down like the build up to it and just gotten to the joke and it would have been funnier. Yeah. Then you wouldn't be dwelling on the, the song choice as much. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed that bit. That was, that was a scene for me. That was a scene. <laughs> and that is a good one. Uh, there's there's loads there's loads of little moments yeah exactly because it's like kind of a feel feel good thing so there's like rather like stand out big scenes or anything it's kind of like just little moments that I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. like um I really enjoyed the dad teaching Jules's character like football and like practicing with her and stuff yeah that's good I really enjoyed yeah their kind of dynamic and his kind of like the the mum kind of freaking out about her daughter playing football and not yeah, knowing how to... Yeah, she wants her to be like a girly girl. She wants her to be a girly girl and she wants to go out boys and stuff. And the dad's just like, she, she likes playing football and she could play football. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that guy because... He's he, really good. I really he just, like him. <laughs> he, just, he just looks like he's just, just been an extra on a, just a Guy Ritchie movie. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. He's totally been around, like, doing his thing. So I really enjoyed that. Um, other than that, guys, just, it's just, it's weird. It's hard to take away like standout things Mm. because it's just lots of little things that I really enjoyed. But overall, I really, I think what elevated this film above just being like, meh, like, okay. Mm -hmm. And what I think makes it stand the test of time is, um, uh, Jess's, the character Jess's performance. I think she's really good. Yeah, she is good. Um, and the like, just the character, the character work for the main character, that choice between family and passion. And that's like, there's questions there that are really, that are really fun to play around with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I think the coach guy. 
I was just about to. to you were going to get to that. I'll yeah. let you get to that. Go on. Well, I was, I was just going to say, you know, that's that's the kind of the the good parts of the of the characters for me is like you know Jess and her family and uh, Julia and her mum and dad. Yeah, they're kind of they're great characters and they're all kind of they're all people that like you've met before. If if you well, I guess if you live in Britain, you've probably met people similar to that yeah. anywhere in the world. But you know, like especially in Britain, there's something like you've met those people before just anywhere. Um, and but yeah, then it gets down to the coach. Who is so these girls are supposed to be eighteen. Uh he's coaching their their football team and both of uh, both uh Jess and Juliet uh have like a thing for him. But they they they're both they're like, well that would be, you know, inappropriate and not right. And then sort of halfway through the film, he kind of has an interest in Jess, and then they have a little bit, a bit of a thing. Um, it doesn't really get anywhere too serious, but it's like a you know they're kind of flirting Attention. and yeah, and it's just all a bit inappropriate, and it's like what is this guy all about? I said to you when we were watching this, you said at the start, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it was at the start or if it was there was a point where like they're at the wedding or something. I told you there is a there is a oh, cut yeah, of this that, movie. Yeah. There is a version of this movie. That's recut instead of like a inspirational sports, like romantic, cheesy, like drama, comedy, whatever, um, as a thriller. Yeah. And it's the coach stalking Jess. There's, <laughs> like, there's so many shots of him just like looking at her through windows yeah. and stuff. Like, I mean, really, you wouldn't even have to recut And the it. looks he gives, like the pensive looks in the distance that yeah, he does. It's really weird. Like, he's, like, he's got a bit of a creepy look about yeah. him. Creepy eye. You'd literally only need to change the music to make it a thriller. Yeah, and change the <laughs> facial expression just a little bit less yeah. dreamy. Just like yeah. 10% less dreamy. And then, boom. But you've yeah, got a you've got a weird. thriller you've got a horror film on your hands and he's kind of like a like manipulative as well a little like, bit like yeah. he's he's supposed to be like the dreamboat of the film and he's kind of a dick like <laughs> i just don't like him yeah um so there's the bit where uh right near the end jess has um been offered this scholarship uh football scholarship in america and uh, she sort of tells him this and he just kind of gets like, he gets the ass with her and he's like, well, I guess there's no point in us going out then if you're going to be that far away. And it's like, yeah. dude, like, seriously? <laughs> like, really? It was never a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, it's just weird things like that with his character that are just like, what yeah, is this guy really about? weird. But, and like the way he's like mean with her at the start as yeah. well. Like he's like overly critical i was telling you like i was a getting dorian a, gray yeah a little bit <laughs> like a racy dorian gray but like you know when it's like you're mean to someone like they it's like a playground thing like you you're yeah, overly yeah, mean yeah. to the person yeah. that you like yeah yeah except in like the first scene where they meet i thought he was just being racist like i just thought why doesn't he like why is he being so mean to it why doesn't he want to i didn't get that vibe i thought he was just a bit bit of an ass yeah but yeah definitely like unwarranted meanness towards yeah. her for sure like, what is she doing here? Yeah. Like, calm down. Like, she <laughs> calm wants, down, mate. She, wants, she just wants to play. Football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty much that. The other thing I want to kind of shout out in terms of scenes and stuff, I wanted to talk about um the oh, I can't refer to him as the friend. 
That's 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 terrible. <laughs> if I refer to him as the friend, what's his name? I might have him on my listy here. Um, his name? Well, he's the friend. The friend. Uh, Amit Chana, who oh, plays Tony. Tony, yeah. Um, who's Amit Chana, who plays Tony? He did a really good job, and I think Tony's character is really cool. Yeah, I think Tony's character is really cool, if not a bit underdeveloped. Definitely underdeveloped mm. and kind of conflicting with some of the main themes. Yeah. In the film yeah. of like doing what's best for you and not being afraid to lie and kind of just being honest with your family and stuff and what's important to you and like as opposed to like family values and tradition so and stuff. You should probably uh, explain Tony's basic character arc so people are on our page. Tony is Jess's best friend, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, before she before she meets Jules, he's always been mates with her, plays in the park with her in football and stuff, but he is conflicted. The whole time you're thinking, is he like the friend that they're going to get together at the end or whatever yeah. in this kind of romantic comedy type thing? Um, but no, turns out uh, he is going through a crisis, an identity crisis as well, just like Jess, because he... Um, doesn't know how he fits in because he is gay. Yeah. And he uh, doesn't know how to address that or kind of yeah. handle that with his film. Also from a traditional family, so just doubly difficult like, for him. Like Jess, yeah. Where it's doubly difficult for for them. Um, so he opens up about this and there's a scene a bit later on, just before uh, kind of Jess gets offered this kind of scholarship right at the end. She. She's doing really well and she's been offered a scholarship to go out. Um, And just before she can kind of get the courage to explain this to her parents in, in order to lie and to make it seem like she can, they can get, they can do whatever. uh, Tony kind of offers to be a beard. Yeah. And says to the family, we'll get together, we'll get married and we've been friends forever we're going to just do this. Yeah. But, but the, she's, the, she gets to go to college wherever she wants. Yeah. That's his one condition of marrying her. And obviously they don't know he's gay. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is just like super selfless, but also horrible. Like yeah. that's a completely against it's, what it's her weird, whole deal is. Cause like the sentiment behind it is really nice. And like, you know, it's like, so like, Oh, you know, I'll do anything for my friend kind of thing, which is great. But like you said, it goes against all the themes in this film. And yeah. it was like, when it happened, it's like, oh, that's nice. Oh, wait, hang on. That kind of undoes a lot of stuff that has been going through this movie. I'm gonna put something out there. Okay. And uh, call me out on it if you think I'm wrong. Okay. I think the dudes in this film are underdeveloped. Yeah. I don't, and I, that's a good problem to have because there well, are too yeah, many, yeah. too many films where the ladies are underdeveloped. But I think, I think you the gotta dudes, get the balance. You gotta get the balance. Yeah. And I think the dudes in this film are a bit underdeveloped. Yeah, I think see, more only, work could have been done with Tony's character. For sure. More, more work could have been done with the coach's character to make him a bit less creepy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I would like to see a lot more of Mr. Bamra. I we saw a bit of him, and the reason I didn't mention it is because they did a, they did do a bit of work to make his motivations as to why he's so strict. He just kind of yeah, well yeah, and I, a little bit, and a I, little bit, a little bit's there, and that that kind of that kind of kept me going with that. That was sure. good. I could have done with more of more of that. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to take away from. Jess no, or of course not. No, it's it's, it's obviously 
Jess is the main character, yeah. so that's what it should be about. But I just think it would be nice to, I you know, as her whole um, immediate family, like I'd I'd have liked to see a bit more development with all of them. Yeah, just to give them more weight to their motives. Her mum's really underdeveloped as well. That's what I mean. Like the, her mum's super underdeveloped, and her sister. You don't really know much about her. Her mum's just kind of like played for comedy. Yeah, like she like. I'm her not gonna lie to like you. Classic mum. She's like classic Asian mum. Yeah, it's 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 quite great, quite funny. There's... Oh, it's it's definitely funny and like yeah. yeah. But you know, it'd be nice to see like a bit of like you know maybe a bit of like the dad in his job and maybe a bit of the mum in her day to day thing. Do you and... know what I would have? You know it might be a bit cliche, but do you know what I could have done with? What I would have done with one scene with the mum getting a bit wound up and just mentioning to. Uh, the uh, Jess and uh, the other daughter, um, Pinky, Pinky, um, just what they had to sacrifice to to emigrate into this country. Just one of those conversations, because those conversations happen a lot in those families. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. Uh, just like a like oh, you know, you don't know how much we've sacrificed, blah blah blah, blah yeah. to do this sort of thing. One of those conversations and a little bit of development from the mum's character. For the parents. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think I would have, I think I would have. That would have done it. That would have done yeah, it Yeah, I think me. you're right. I mean, like, yeah, it is a bit of a cliche when that kind of thing happens in films, but yeah, it would have really helped out here. Yeah. For sure. Like sometimes, you know, cliches, uh, cliches for a reason, you know, sometimes they do, they do a job and they do a good job of it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that would have really helped it out because you do get, a, like you said, you get a bit of motivation from the dad, but it's really only about like, you know, he he couldn't get in the cricket team because like some of his teammates were like racist and he's kind of trying to protect Jess for the same thing not happening to her and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, there's not enough of it. Now. Uh, yeah. Bit more development on them. Then you get their motive more. And then when they're kind of, you know, bearing down on Jess too much, you kind of get why they're doing it. And I'm all about like, they're not villains, obviously, but I'm all about like, like villain kind of characters that you can relate to. It's yeah. like the best way to see the opposite views of stuff. Yes. So like, yeah, just develop them more. Yeah. yeah. That's the best way of doing it. I We're think. in agreement. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else in terms of scenes? That's kind of me done. In terms yeah. of scenes. Um, other than I, just a quick one. I really liked uh, Juliet's mum as a character yeah because again like that's that's someone that you meet all the time that's a, that's just another prejudice isn't it yeah it's another, she's just, it's another thing yeah yeah I, I i just like that she's um uh, like jesse's mum and juliet's mum are very similar and coming from very different angles at the same time totally and it's just like a nice thing of like you see them both doing like the same silly shit but from different angles yes and it's like the same know, prejudices from everyone has angles. silly things that you know and you've got to like learn to just kind of let go of that shit yeah and yeah but I, I just like that that it's coming from like all angles yeah. uh while we're talking about Ju- balanced. while we're talking about Juliet's mum, mm. uh, Jules's mum, I really enjoyed the scene where the dad is explaining to the mum outside the <laughs> offside rule with the can of mustard and the salt, and the salt, and, and the, she's yeah. like, "Well, you're so interested in this. I've got to take an interest in it too if I'm gonna, you know, yeah. get anywhere." And then he's just like sitting there, he's like, "So the offside rule is when the pepper goes past the mustard and is in between the ketchup and the mustard and the salt <laughs> or whatever." Yeah, and it's just oh, it's, it's great. I I, th- I thought that was quite like a, a heartwarming scene as well because like yeah. bless her she's trying in her own way yeah you know what I mean 
Like she's, really she's trying to take an interest in her daughter who's into football. It's just completely <laughs> different. Yeah. 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 So that, that's about it for me as well, I think. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of it for that. Any kind of overarching themes or takeaways, anything else you kind of want to add before we jump into our big sweeping statements, big old sweeping statements. Um, well, I, I, no, I, I would just go into my sweeping statement, I think. Yeah. Of, uh, I think this film does a very good job of um, making something that's like, like for a British audience, very relatable. Like yeah. you can really get into the characters and, you know, it's always nice to have a film that's like set in somewhere like Hounslow, where it's oh, just yeah. like, you know, you just, you see like the, the, the landscape shots and whatnot. You go like, yeah, I, probably walk down that street you know they, that's another bit the scene where they're sh- they're going around they're showing just them in the market and they're just getting a couple of things yeah uh that's like i was just noted that that was like that's that's london that's like full-on london yeah you know yeah, that's yeah. something that's super busy street super There's busy street like middle like middle of, middle of the road <laughs> just market type thing it's not something that a lot of people shoot very often. No. In kind of like a typical London it's thing. It's probably quite difficult to shoot because yeah. it's very chaotic. <laughs> yeah, totally. But um, but I appreciated that. Yeah. I appreciated that. It was very, it was very, it's very British in the way it was shot. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I I appreciated that. Nicest Townslow has ever looked on the road. It I'm was g- like that was like Privet Drive. I'm gonna make a was like make a, an assumption and say that wasn't Hounslow. Yeah, that I'm looked. pretty sure that was somewhere in Surrey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've been there <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah, really good, relatable for for British people. I'm sure other people can relate to it. Also, obviously, yeah. Um, some flaws, you know, but it's it's one of those films you can kind of like warts and all mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, there's some shots that are a bit iffy. There's some dialogue that wound me up a bit. But overall, uh, yeah, pretty good film. Like, I would say it's like a really good Sunday film. It is a good Sunday film. It's That's a good, like, it. it's one of those feel good things, you know? It's yeah. good. It's good fun. Um, uh, do you want to know another film I'd lump it in with? American film I'd lump it in. Mm-hmm. As That's also a Sunday film. Be Kind Rewind. Oh, the Jack Black and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that the whole way through. Oh, really? Yeah. You turned it off. I think it's literally on on a Sunday on TV. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've just kind of been like, oh, I've got to go out now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, don't watch it. <laughs> it's a heartwarming film. Um, I okay. I think just like you, like it's it's a good it's good fun it's good fun like it, it's it's like a nice chill out feel good film it's not aged incredibly no but there are definitely things that I would change but I think um overall uh Jess's character is really kind of just yeah just really interesting and um kind of heartwarming and you understand her plight you understand yeah. what um decisions she has to make and how she kind of manages these two worlds that are kind of clashing. I thought that was really good. Um, technically, there are some things that I think could uh, have been improved, but for a first film, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Like yeah, these are yeah. things that, that that's not a big deal. Um, and it's it things that can only get better, as I hope we will notice next week when mm-hmm. we go see... The big boy. Blinded by the light. Yeah. 
Yeah, I that looks really good from the trailers. I, I so um, it'll be nice to watch that, and then we can kind of compare it to her first film. And yeah, see how far she's come. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Um, there's a new section, right? You said you wanted to include into this today's episode, or did yeah, you want to? So let's well, fuck it, let's do it, right? Yeah, let's <laughs> fucking do, do it. Well, I just wanted to kind of like little section of before we do our, give our final reviews of. What have we learned from this film? Yeah. Um, so have you got anything in mind at all? Uh, editing is important. Yeah, I think that's a big takeaway <laughs> for me as well. Yeah, like just don't, too many pauses can ruin a performance. Yeah. And yeah, just yeah. just cut those pauses out because they can feel dreadfully long. Yes. Um, and that was not technically like a bad thing. Obviously, it's a great, it's a testament to the film that we still kind of got through still the whole thing. Still bother to watch it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we really enjoyed it. Um, but I think um, the thing I wanted to, the thing I wanted to say, that's pretty much the big thing that I learned. Representation as well, I think was something that I picked up on that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed showing the clear and authentic family dynamics in mm-hmm. there. I think that was really cool. Um, but yeah, those are my, those are my big two. Okay. Uh, yeah. For me as well, it's uh um yeah the editing was a big one and i actually learned some stuff from you about l shots and j shots yeah thank you um so that was one and then also what's kind of good about this film um if you want to like learn something is you can learn simultaneously how to make a really good uh well fleshed out character and a really bad, not fleshed out character at all in the, in the same, same film. Yeah. So you can like compare them against each other and be like, ah, oh, okay, that's why this character's good and this character isn't so good. Yeah. Which is actually like, you know, that's quite good. That's it's not kind of useful. No, not many films can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of a useful tool to, to have if you, if you want to do some, some kind of writing and want to, you know, make sure your characters are good. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool that it gives you both sides in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, editing. Yeah. Make your dialogue nice and snappy for yeah. sure. That was just, that was driving me insane after a while. <laughs> that was too much. It was and, not um, and yeah, character flashing out, character development. Yeah. All of that. So with that, uh, final scores. Um, so I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to give it, I think it, this is a rewatch for me and it's still held up a little bit. But um, the bits that I didn't remember as just kind of like the bits that didn't age very well just kind of brought it down a little bit mm. for me. So I'm going to put it at our middling review, like our middling score of a green tea. A good standard tea, you can drink it anytime. 5.68. Yeah. Straight in the middle. I completely agree. Yeah. Green tea, 5.68. Yeah, it's a good film. You know, if it was... Uh... If I was hanging out someone's house, and they went, hey, let's watch Bend It Like Beckham. I'd be like, yeah, okay. And you I know. think something that we didn't really pick up on and something that you d- didn't really mention. I mean, you watched it and you enjoyed it and you're not even really that much of a big football fan. No, I, I don't do football. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. I found a lot of it quite funny. But um, it's, it's a film that isn't aimed at footballers. It just has football as In a, yeah, yeah, as a plot device, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can kind of watch it without having to know anything about football, which I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that but, sounds like something Howard seventy eight did not appreciate. Uh, God damn, that rhymed. I need to stop. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it from us. I think. For, I think that's it. Yeah. For this one, um, <coughs> if you want to reach a show, you can tweet us. You. Yep. Facebook us. You. Yep. Check us out on the old Instagram. Instagram. All of which are at the Movie Brew. Um, we got a website, themoviebrew.com. Yep. Uh, we've got a uh, email for your longer stuff. Yeah. You can get in touch with us. Hello at the Movie Brew. Um, do you agree with our takes? Do you disagree with our takes? Is this your favorite movie ever? Are you my sister? Do you want to have a go at me because I didn't praise this film enough? Please get in touch with us. Tweet us. Like, send us your favorite gifts or whatever. Send us suggestions that you want us to t- check out. Next week, we'll be doing Blinded by the Light, boop, boop. which is um, Gurinder Chada's uh, next and most recent film. Uh, very excited to do that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that. you are. Like, we're both Bruce Springsteen fans. I mean, you, you've you been a massive Springsteen fan. I love fan. the boss. So it's going to be really interesting seeing that in an 80s set with these similar themes yeah uh and comparing that so that's gonna be a lot of fun mm-hmm. um that's pretty much it on the socials um if you uh, <clears throat> uh wanted to review us uh you can reach out on itunes mm-hmm. and just give us a rating yeah apple Podcasts, give us Five stars, please. Yes, no Pretty less. Please. <laughs> you help our algorithms and things, and it makes us easier for other people to search. And uh, yeah, it's just really helpful for getting us more exposure, and we can make more of these for you to enjoy. Yeah. Um. So uh, I also wanted to say thank you to Jake Brake for our music, and thank you to Forest Fire Creations for our artwork. Um, yeah, so we'll catch you up on the next one. This has been a relatively short episode, but we've just kind of, it's just been a nice feel good film with not much kind of like conflicting discussions or controversial scenes to talk about (laughs) like last week, but, um, (laughs) nice change maybe. Yeah. Maybe a nice change. Uh, so yeah, we'll just, um, yeah, we'll jump in and we'll catch you up on the next episode of the movie brew.